You are listening to another episode of the Comics First podcast. I'm your host, Comics First CEO Justin Alba, and today we are talking about Marvel's Runaways on Hulu. So before we get started, please check out our website, comicsfirst.com. We've got interviews and videos with the cast of Runaways, tons of analyses, write-ups, and reviews of the episodes. So in case you never heard of The Runaways, it was a Brian K. Vaughn creation, a comic from Marvel that became a huge hit in the trades. Later on, Joss Whedon took it over, and uh, he really extended The Runaways universe even further. So now it's this hit show on Hulu, and I am graced by having an opportunity to sit down with one of the stars of the show. She plays the mysterious Catherine Wilder, mother of Alex Wilder. So please welcome Angel Parker to the show. Welcome, Angel. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, I'm so excited. Thank you for that great introduction. I'm so happy uh, when your publicist reached out to us. I'm, I'm not sure if people are really aware of like the immense talent that appears on the show. I was so lucky to meet some of the cast at New York Comic Con, and they seem so incredibly talented. Um, and I hope this is a chance for those listening to learn a little bit more about you, your artistic process, and of course about Catherine and what makes her her. Yeah, I'm excited to share. It is a, a great cast. We're very, very lucky, and we know that. So <laughs> fingers crossed we get to continue making more. Oh, man, I hope so. So far, I mean, I don't want to give too much away, but I got to see up to episode seven, and it's so good so far. And, and I'm sure. Uh, what? How do you do that? I know. They give, they give me a screener. I know. <laughs> I've got to wait and watch with the fans. Oh, oh man. Yeah, no, they gave me a, they gave us a screener so we, we can write about it. But it's really good. So, and I'm sure people are going to like love it more. Oh, I'm excited. Can you share your password with me? Because I want to see more. <laughs> as long as Hulu uh, doesn't kick me off, absolutely. So. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I don't trust Marvel or Hulu. They were watching at all times. So no spoilers. I guess I'll have to wait. I will say, right, when we were doing the NYCC interviews, Marvel was like a helicopter mom uh, around all the cast. Oh, like, yeah. Making sure they didn't say anything. So it was kind of awesome. It's just great to see like how committed they are to nothing coming out about it. No, they're very they're very committed, and we're all very committed to the fans. We want you guys to be surprised and excited as well. So I'm not good enough of a, a person not to give too many spoilers, so they're probably smart and not giving me all the episodes at once. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that, too. You literally can't tell me anything. If I forget, I'm good. Don't tell me anything. Yeah, if I forget, I'm good, but if you tell me, it's going to come out. I'm sorry. Um, and so far, <laughs> everyone knows that. Terrible for a CEO, but otherwise... Uh, People generally know that about me. But first off, you know, I wanted to give a shout out to the uh, American Academy of Dramatic Arts. Is that somewhere you studied? Oh, yes. That's where I um, studied. I did their third year company. I met my husband there. So I got a lot of love for the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. Oh, man. So was this the Pasadena one or the New York one? So it was the Pasadena one. Yeah. I went there straight out of high school and um, loved every minute of it. It was such a great training ground. And, um, you know, some of my best friends are from the people that I met there and obviously my husband. So um, I can be grateful for many things from the American Academy. I still go back. I speak. It was last year I did their commencement for their graduating class of 2017. So I love every part of that school and really felt prepared for acting when I got out of there. What is some of the best training you got there that you feel really prepared you, like you said? Well, you know, we studied all types of acting. It was all based in the theater, but we studied every sort of method. And really what they wanted you to do was to understand acting as a whole. And there's all these different ways to come about it. If you want to be a method actor, you know, we studied Stanislavski and Stella Adler and all these different methods and types basically just so that you could figure out what works best for you everyone has their own process but it's 
it's your own. It's so personal. What makes sense to you? Even something as simple as how did you learn your lines? Everyone's got their own way of doing it. So the fact that they exposed us to every style and basically just told us to work hard and keep your roots in the theater and understand how to build a character from within. Those were all lessons that now I kind of just, it's a mosh posh of everything. And I guess that is now my process. So that was the best is learning it all so that you can pick and choose what works best for you or what works best for each role. Sometimes I attack things differently, but I do have the tools to figure out what I need to do. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. I was going to wait to actually ask this question, but since you brought it up, Catherine Wilder is a lawyer, is my understanding, and you were playing a lawyer on Ryan Murphy's show, The People vs. O.J. Simpson, right? Yeah, I do play a lot of lawyers. I I say I must look really good in a suit because this (laughs) seems to be the profession that I get to play a lot. Um, I think it's just because of my, you know, my language skills and um, people just think of me in a professional a professional way, but um, I got to play a lawyer, yeah, for the People versus O.J. Simpson, which was such a wonderful opportunity, and I learned a lot about the law because we did so much research and were given so much um, information that I really did learn a lot about just how our American judicial system works. So playing a lawyer is always just kind of home-based for me. Also reporters. I play a lot of reporters as well, <laughs> so it must be something to do with language. Well, that's kind of awesome. You can tell your parents, not only am I a successful actor, but I play lawyers. So I'm also su- a know, successful actor. Exactly. Being, right, right. I'm sure, you know, it would have been easier to become a lawyer than to become an actor. Um, <laughs> but at the time, you weren't going to stop me. So <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So how is your approach different for those two characters since they are both lawyers? How do you kind of tackle that differently when you get the scripts? I really look at every role the same way. I just figure out who the person is, what their history is, what their given circumstances are, so where they're from, what their life is, what their world is, who they're talking to, the relationships that they're in, and what's going on right now. So I really build it up kind of like an encyclopedia of knowledge about the person, the world, where they're from what their history has been, and then I just simply play the scene. So when I get on set, when I get to work, or when I get to an audition, it's very simple because I know everything about the person, and then I just say the words that are on the page. So it's my, my process, basically, is just a lot, a lot of homework, and then it's very, very easy when I show up. I just start talking. <laughs> yeah, people don't realize how much homework there is going into acting. I mean, you, you need to learn so much about the profession, about the history of the characters and all that stuff. And I think people don't know that too much. Yeah, the time period. I didn't know anything about the MCU. I had to learn about Marvel. I had to learn about the other shows that they've done to know the tone. And it's a lot of history and, and a lot of homework. And that's why I always say, my husband and I joke around, you know, don't ever ask an actor or don't ever challenge an actor about what he knows because you have no idea what he's researched in his life. Um, you you know, asking about the O.J. Simpson case, I know too much. <laughs> so now it's with the Marvel Universe. I'm, I'm diving in. I love it. Oh, man. So did your opinion on the whole O.J. Simpson case change throughout all the knowledge you gained from it or kind of bolster what you already thought? I don't think my opinion changed, but I definitely understood more how the verdict came about in that way. So it was just a a lesson. It it had a lot to do with the time period. It had a lot to do with racial tension in Los Angeles. And it was a a big history lesson that all just came together at once. And O.J. Simpson just happened to be the vehicle 
for really a racially charged time in Los Angeles. It was also sort of the beginning of that reality show era where we wanted to know more about the stars and celebrities and we needed to, to, to look at it as entertainment. So it was entertainment, but it was real life and it was a real double murder. So my opinion didn't change, but I did understand more how something like that could happen, how he could be um, not convicted uh, for murder. So I understood. I, I had a lot of respect for the legal team that, that got him off, uh, a lot of respect for Johnny Cochran as well. But I still personally believe that he did commit that crime, but he was not convicted. So there is no proof of that. Yeah, and, and it, it's kind of, I don't mean to inject my own opinion, but it is unfortunate to kind of see him running around now after, you know, everything we learned and everything we learned from watching the show. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of proof and a lot of evidence, but how you work the system and the legal ways that you can get around it and also still just people, even if they have an opinion, it's a trial by jury and the jury found him not guilty. So that is what happened. And if you ask the woman that I played, Sean Chapman, she'll say he was not convicted. So I actually don't really know what, how she feels personally, but the truth is he was not convicted of murder. So that's what it was. Man. What you were saying about your process, when you're getting these scripts from Ryan Murphy and you're getting the scripts from Marvel and from Hulu, is it at the same point in your research and your process where you're like, okay, I figured it out. I know who Catherine is. Or does that kind of happen gradually? Does it happen during the table readings or maybe when you're on set? No, it definitely starts when I have the script. And I would also like to say that it's not very easy to get a script from Ryan Murphy or from Marvel. Sure. <laughs> There's a lot of in encryption codes and a lot of, I mean, I feel like I had to give a vial of blood just to get the, the words on the page, but it's because <laughs> the fans are so excited that they have to keep it secret. So it's not easy to get the script, but once I get it, um, I dive right in, I research. I mean, the internet is so such a wonderful, powerful resource, but I also... Um, a lot of imagination work too. I mean, there's only so much that's on the page and only so much research. A lot of it is instinct that you have to follow and trust, which is a, a hard thing to do is trust that you're on the right path. But by the time I sit down for the table read, I pretty much know where I'm coming from. Um, and then to hear it out loud and to hear what other actors have put together or to hear it sort of gives you a different viewpoint of it. And then I go back and do even more homework to show up on set to really make sure that I've got it right. And then I still talk to the director, talk to the other actors. We still do different takes. We try different things and whatever sticks. And then an editor <laughs> and the director afterwards then kind of piece together a performance that they think sticks. So it's really a collaborative effort, which is why I love working in television and film. But I can only do my part one day at a time. Absolutely. And I just have to ask, are you a script scorer or do you kind of just feel it out? What do you mean score? Oh, you know, do you do, do like write-ups in it or go by beats or anything like that when it comes to the script? Oh, I definitely make tons of notes and I, I'm more working thoughts. So I will write down sort of the thought that I think that I'm having mm. in that time. And I, I feel that the camera picks up thought. So I more think about, you know, after all the research and after everything that I know about the world and the, and the person, I then just think, what are they thinking? What do they think about what was just said or done? So what do they, what do I think about what the person who's talking to me just said? What do I think about what I'm about to say? What's my response to that? How do I feel? But really more, what do I think? And do you find that Catherine thinks the same things over and over again? 
No, I feel that Catherine is very conflicted. She is a dynamic woman and has a lot on her plate and knows what she wants to do, but that is easier said than done when other things and other people come into play, which you'll see as the show progresses. Well, actually, you've seen more than I have, but um, I do know what we've got, and there's repercussions to her actions. Catherine gets a little bit meaner. She gets a little bit meaner. Yes, she does. But she also learns some hard lessons and things happen that make her question, has she done the right thing? So it isn't easy for Catherine. You you want to just put a blanket over it and say, oh, she's evil and she's only looking out for herself and her family. But you learn a lot more as the show develops. So I was very excited to play a role like this and to be a part of building her from the ground up, you know, with the source material, of course. But it was really cool just to be able to bring her to life. Absolutely. She sounds so multifaceted. And you can even tell that in the first scene, even the the set and how meticulous her house is, I think, said so much about who she was. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Such a beautiful, beautiful set. It's set in Brentwood. And, you know, we shot at a real home and um, got to go there many times. And the lair that's underneath is actually down in Compton. And it's a, a beautiful mausoleum. So we were wow. in these spaces. It was not very hard to imagine the world and to walk around this beautiful palace and, and question the decisions that you made to get you that beautiful palace. Right. Yeah. And I'm, I love that you said that. Cause I was going to ask if she's a sociopath. So the answer is definitely no, she is not. No, I don't think so. I mean, I'm sure other people might say that about her, but I definitely don't look at it that way. And I think any actor that can, that has played a quote unquote villain tells you that they they don't think of themselves as a villain. They have reasons for the things that they've done. So I definitely couldn't say, <laughs> only because I know her so well, you know? Of course. Does she love her son, or does she love the pride more, would be my question. No, uh, Catherine 100% loves her son, her family, her husband. Oh, I love hearing Much that. more than the pride. Yeah, much more than the pride. I love multifaceted characters. It makes her so interesting. Yeah, if, 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 if Catherine has to make a choice, between the two, it's a hard decision, and she's going to make the best choice at that time. And one day it might be the pride, and the next day it will be her family. But no matter what, the family will come out on top. And you can see that with the love that the Wilders have for each other. But teenagers think they know everything. Parents think they know what's best for teenagers, and that's not always the case on either side. So we'll see that conflict play out and understand more why Catherine had to make certain decisions and how the repercussions affect her and affect Jeffrey and what they're going to do about it. There's a lot of, Oh shit, what have we done? What are we going to do now? Wow. That's going to be so badass. Yeah. Like she says in episode three, you know, handle it, like handle it. When Darius comes back into play with Jeffrey, it's just handle it, do it, do whatever needs to be done in this world. <laughs> a lot can be done. In regards to Molly, and she kind of says handle that too, or she takes on the task of handling it. And I'm, I'm kind of curious, is there any other feeling for Catherine other than I got to get this girl out of the picture and find out what she knows? No, that's the singular goal. I got to figure out what she knows because then I can make my next step. She can't make her next step unless she knows what these kids know. So if she believes Molly, if she doesn't believe Molly, or if over time Catherine figures out that these kids do know. I mean, it is called runaways. They do eventually run away. And then we are faced with 
everything that they've learned about us and have to defend ourselves and defend everything that we have built. Wow. I guess when I see her, I just think of someone with such, such a singular focus. And, you know, now that after talking to you, I see how important her family is to her in that focus, because that's her, that's her thing. That's what she wants to make sure is good. Her family. Exactly. Catherine is, is a team wilder, you know, the family will always come out ahead and everyone else be damned. So her joining the pride even had to do with her family. So what Catherine's going to do is come out on top. She's going to land on her feet and it doesn't matter how she gets there, but she will. It's so cool. So when people watch the show and you know, the episode's over, you know, God forbid when that season's over, because it's so good right now, I don't want it ever to end, but what's something that you kind of, <laughs> what's something that you kind of hope the audience walks away from with your performance in particular? Cause I think I've already walked away with something really awesome from it. And I'm, I'm curious what, how do you feel about that? Well, I just hope that the audience is conflicted. I hope that they don't know who to root for. That's what I really want. I want them to say, oh, I, you're of course going to root for the runaways, but I get what's going on with the pride. And maybe the pride is in over their heads and what's going on. I really want them to see all the layers and the depth and not it be just good versus evil. There's a lot of shades to good and there's a lot of shades to evil. So I'm just hoping that they see all the subtle nuances and put together that things aren't always what they seem in life and in our show. Wow. So she definitely has uh, contact with a lot of other characters on the show. And I was kind of wondering if we could tap into Catherine's mind a little bit and maybe do some word association with the other characters. Sure. All right, cool. So um, let's start with her closest relationship. Well, what I assume is her closest relationship, her husband, Jeffrey. Yes, absolutely. What does she, uh, what, you know, what would Catherine say about him in one word or one or two words? Catherine would say, my man. <laughs> <laughs> does she resent him for his past at all? I mean, I, oh, I can't say what I want to say, but does she resent him for his past at all? I don't think she is. I think that she very knowingly made decisions that got them to where they are now. So she knew what she was getting into. Gotcha. She orchestrated it. Oh, I love that. What about her son, Alex? Alex is the greatest thing she's ever done. Alex is a good kid, a smart kid. Even when you see him dealing, fighting against her, he does it with his smarts. Alex is the only one without a power or a special ability. And he is a part of this team of runaways and they need him. So I think the captain's done a good job raising Alex Wilder. Absolutely. Uh, you know, you're making me grab my heart right now because it's so sweet. And, I, and I'm starting <laughs> to root for the parents. I'm not going to lie. I'm starting to switch sides. <laughs> see, there we go. That's what we want. <laughs> Already confusing me. I don't know what's going on. Um, you know, they could <laughs> change the show to parents of runaways and I'll just be super confused, <laughs> but I do love, um, that they changed Molly's character too. I, I love the commitment to diversity the show has. I think it's so important and Marvel so committed to, so I, I guess I wanted to ask if you had anything to kind of say about that. Well, the world is changing and I'm glad that television is now seeing that we need to represent all these changes and that people are are friends with people of other races it doesn't always match up in some perfect picture every there's diversity everywhere you look everywhere you go so for that to be represented on television is something that i'm so proud to be a part of and so we have a black lead to our show and we've got great strong characters we've got an asian family and a jewish family and a black family all rolled into one and the fact that 
their race isn't even mentioned is very cool as well. So it's just people living their lives and maybe a dinosaur or two. (laughs) I wanted to get your take on the movement that's happening in our country right now. So it's really no longer a secret that women and some men are dealing with all this assault and harassment, and especially in Hollywood. And do you think what's happening now, women coming out, uh, being supported by other women, having it out in the open, do you think that this will be a lasting impact on Hollywood and I hope the larger culture? And uh, if so, or if not, do you think that there's something that we civilians who are not in the industry can do to help push the movement forward? I feel there's kind of a reckoning happening. Right. And there's sort of a a cleaning house of basically women saying, we're not going to take this anymore. We work just as hard as men and we want to be valued. So the little jokes, the little gestures, the little comments, the big comments, the big gestures, those are going to be questioned now by men and women in power. It's more of an abuse of power, I feel. And I think it happens in every industry. I think in the acting industry, the the lines get blurred because you're in sort of a fantasy world and you're dealing with the most beautiful people and the most powerful people in the world, very wealthy people. So I think it's heightened. But there's sexual harassment in every industry. Any woman that's in the workplace has to deal with something, some sort of joke, some sort of lewd comment. So women are, we're not surprised by any of this. I guess what's great is that people are now listening. People are now making changes. Men are now saying, oh, crap. Maybe I said some things that I shouldn't have said. Maybe I need to look at my behavior in a light, and maybe I don't need to say that thing to that woman. Maybe I can just treat her as my equal and talk about what we're working on today as opposed to something that should not be discussed in a work environment. So I think there's some shifts and some changes happening. I I do feel bad that a lot of people are sort of just being torn down on social media without proof. Um, That is hard, you know, especially for the people that are being accused. But after a while, the truth comes out. So it's sort of a a sad time of cleansing, but um, it needs to happen. And I'm just glad that these women are are being believed now and men. I mean, it it happens across the board. I, I really do think it's just an abuse of power. And um, it, we're not going to take it anymore. Man, and, and I think Anita Hill came out a few days ago. And I've been waiting since I was a kid for her to come out and say something uh, about this. And now people are kind of going back and looking at that and say, hey, why didn't we take this more seriously? And even Joe Biden apologized yeah. for how he uh, conducted the Senate hearing. And I just think that is absolutely amazing. And, you know, comics, we, we really try to uh, celebrate diversity and we really want to make the world a fairer place. So I'm so glad that. You got a chance to comment on that. But I did have one last question that I wanted to ask earlier, and it's kind of a fun one. I understand that you studied Shakespeare at the British uh, American Drama Academy. Yeah. Yeah. I love that program. <laughs> awesome. And then um, you worked also at the independent Shakespeare company, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love I love the bard. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, you know, a love of the language. So I wanted to ask. What are some of your favorite Shakespeare plays and which were some of your favorite characters to play? Oh, wow. Well, I loved playing. Oh, my gosh. It's hard to choose. It's like choosing babies, you know. Um, <laughs> I loved being in The Tempest. I loved um, I loved Julius Caesar. Oh, I love Julius Caesar, um, too. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I love them all. Um, they all have their own qualities and, and benefits and beautiful speeches and, you know, stories that have stood the test of time. It's just um, 
the language is just so beautifully written and the stories are universal. Obviously, they, they continue to be told and told in different ways, but the words are still the same. So it's hard to choose. I did my, my production of The Tempest that I did with the Independent Shakespeare Company was one of my favorite things that I got to do just because of the cast and how we did it and being able to play such a, a vibrant character was just fun. Yeah, I bet it was super fun. And, and it's, you know, I don't know how television is, but in theater, you're kind of all working together all the time and you're all together all the time. So especially with Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's like a big old showmance. Everybody loves each other and you all get to do this thing all at once. And the audience is right there and you it's different every night. So I love that. I, I don't have to wait for Hulu to release it to see <laughs> if the audience likes it. I get to just hear them laugh or hear them cry or cheer or, or crickets if your joke didn't land, you know? <laughs> I love the theater. So Angel, thank you so much for being here. And um, it's, it's going to mean so much to our listeners that you're here talking about Catherine Wilder. Runaways is a major part of Comicsverse and we have so many fans here. So they're absolutely going to love it. Congratulations on the success of Runaways and thank you for putting out top quality work. You know, we really love you for it. And I think anyone who watches the show can see that, you know, this is a really quality show and I can't fathom it not having a season two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> Well, thank you. From your lips to God's ears, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, again, you can find more interviews and podcasts like this on comicsverse.com. Good night, everybody. <laughs>